Welcome to another edition of Inside the Economy. I'm Larry Howes. Thanks for joining me. I'm going to talk about consumers and the housing market and a little bit of the fight against inflation, which is ongoing, and the cost of money. Quick look at the numbers. We knew the CPI at 8.6 was going to be bad. The next one will be as bad, if not a little more. It's a lagging indicator. It's okay. We know it's coming. Core inflation has mellowed a little bit. That's taking food and fuel out of the numbers. None of the rest of the employment numbers are very dramatic. Unemployment is still the same. Initial claims aren't bad. A few new layoffs. Interest rates aren't bad. Fuel has come down a little bit. Now, consumer is kind of in a spot right now because most of the battle of this inflation cycle is focused specifically on consumer. It kind of has to be. The great, wonderful numbers of, gee, the revolving credit, credit card numbers were great, but they popped right back up. Well, they popped back up mostly due to inflation. It's not like there is more spending. Spending has been kind of consistent, fairly healthy. This is more numbers on the card, not more buying stuff. The household debt service numbers, which have looked so good since the problems in 2000-2001, they're bouncing around on the bottom. These numbers are a couple of months old, and I assume they will come up a little tiny bit, but the consumer is not particularly stressed. They haven't accumulated too much debt or outsized bubbles anywhere. What has changed, and I'm a little surprised these numbers returned as quickly as they did. This is basically a very important ratio from 2008, 2007, 2008. It's basically the price of a house compared to what it rents to. Uh, this is Case Shiller numbers. And we're right back where we were. Housing prices were climbing back then, and they've certainly been climbing now. The rental numbers were adjusting a little bit, but they are coming right back. If you remember a couple of years ago when all those consolidators were out buying every single family home they could find, almost regardless of the price, it turns out they were quite right in doing so. Rents everywhere, Miami, all over the place are way up. You're looking at a working class two-bedroom home with one bath and a carport out in West Denver. Things $2,800 a month, if not more. That's simply where the housing market is going in markets like Denver and Austin, so on and so forth. You know where they are. The rest of the country, not so much, but that entire marketplace is shifting up. Sales have slowed. There was a lot of discussion in the media about, oh, sales are still great. Yay, those were May numbers. These are a little more current. And a lot of these are cancellations on homes under construction. Prices changed, costs changed, jobs changed, a lot of things. A lot of cancellations on new homes. People going, well, maybe we're better off an apartment, so on and so forth. The housing market has to cool. It's certainly not going to collapse. We don't have layers of, gee, how many foreclosures are there going to be? Uh, is there any equity in that house? I mean, what banks are going to get hurt? None of that stuff like we had in 2008. It's more a question of the barriers that are in front of people getting into the housing market. Housing example, April 2021, assuming an average sale price for a new home, 434800 
put 20% down, 30-year fix. Back in those days, you can get them around three. Principal and interest, 1461. One year later, assuming sale price of a new home, 569,500, 20% down. 30-year mortgage, 5.1. P&I, 2474. Same house, same everything. 70% more expensive in a year. That's what's happening to the market. That is not going to retreat or collapse. That's going to cool a little bit. The equity market and the bond market, they've been struggling with a few things. The S&P 500 had a pretty good week last week, up about six and a half. There were a number of factors. And the biggest factor is very few mysteries going on in the economy right now. I think it's pretty clear where the Fed is going. It's pretty clear what the issues are. And a lot of the support for these inflation numbers is technically known as hollowing out. It took a little while, but one of the very important aspects of the S&P 500 and the bond market is you should be able to get a quality corporate bond that yields more than the S&P 500. And we haven't been able to do that for a long time, but it switched last week. Good corporate bond, 4.5, 4.6, 4.7. That's now a higher yield than the S&P 500. It should be that way. You should be able to buy a bond that has more income than the S&P 500. You buy the S&P 500 for a little more risk, for a little more reward in an increase in value. You buy bonds for income. The market has taken a while to adjust. Interest rates have been too low. Cost of money has been too low. The yield on bonds has been too low. The yield on treasuries has been too low. This Federal Reserve is correcting that. It needs to. It's very important that their target rate of inflation, which is 2%, it's a good number. Eight, too much. It's not going to stay there. 1%? No. Too low. Two is good. Right now, the CPI is moving way ahead of wages. That is just going to be an impetus for the Fed a little bit. They understand this. It's not going to stay up there that long. And we're not looking at an economy that has a lot of wage push like we had in the 80s. It is just a factor. Gasoline and energy, yeah, fuel at 475 a gallon, well, that's food money to a lot of people. It's not going to stay there. Wholesale price of gas last week was about $340. Uh, you're not going to see that at the pump for weeks yet, but it's coming down, and it's not a question of supply. I'll get to that in a minute. On the manufacturing side, you always want to look at the cost of things. Here we are looking at the hollowing out of inflation. Metals are way down. Copper is down. Aluminum is down. Uh, steel is down. A lot of that is China can't afford to keep doing infrastructure, building the way they have, so demand is cooling. That's an integral part of CPI, and it is having an impact now. When the Fed has done its magic so far, it has just started to cool the demand already, and we're not halfway through the cycle. There is a fair amount of surplus crude. In fact, a lot of these agencies track how much surplus crude that that's sitting around that isn't being consumed right away is being produced, OPEC and non-OPEC. And it's a pretty good number. 
fact, a lot of the frackers are getting back in the business. They're going back to their old wells and giving everything another shot. There is oil out there. After the fire in that refinery a couple of weeks ago, that's coming around. Manufacturing and refining is getting more back online. The last big issue on that is whether they open up the gates to the you know, sticky goo that Venezuela produces as petroleum. There are a couple of refineries that are set up specifically to process that stuff into diesel fuel and so on and so forth. If they come back online, it really will get refining up to where it has been. Well, finally, here's kind of the mechanics. Here's what we're looking at. Here's why there's been a little optimism in the marketplace. You'll hear the word recession a lot. It doesn't matter. We could very easily be in one right now. It makes no difference to everybody. This is where we're going. The cost of money from the Fed right now is one and three quarter points, 1.75. So a 30 year mortgage is around six and a quarter. Add 75 basis points, three quarters of a percent at the meeting in the last week of July. That makes money cost two and a half percent. Putting that same mortgage at around seven. End of July, 30 year mortgage be about seven. We'll likely have a few 50 basis point increases after that. So assuming at least two more, then add half a percent, 50 basis points at the September and November meetings. That makes money cost three and a half. November this year, let's target three and a half. That estimates a 30-year mortgage, eight and a quarter. That's where we're going. There's very few mysteries. The Federal Reserve is going to start selling their stuff, putting more stuff out in the market, and removing some of that stimulus money out of the system. We're not looking to break bubbles that need to be broken. We're slowing the system down. It'll be fine. Markets will recover. It's okay. In a nice way. Well, I appreciate taking a little time to listen to this. Obviously, if there are any questions, send them along to info at shj at wealthadvisors.com. And I hope to see you next time.